Empower Radio presents Welcome to Blissville with the Bliss Lady, Terry Williams. Get ready to connect with inspiring, motivating, enlightening, and joyful guests who are following their bliss. Now, here's your host, Terry Williams. Well, many of us can feel a shift taking place in the world today, in our hearts, uh, in our souls, uh, a shift into healing and, and love. And we're going to talk about that today with my guest, Eliza Mata Dalian. Mata is the creator of the Dalian Method for Healing, or Dalian Healing Method, and the author of the award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness. Welcome to Blissville, Mata. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for having me. So what does that mean, healing into consciousness? That's a very good question. Um, the process of becoming conscious is, in a way, is a process of healing from the ego state into a state of awareness. And um, the healing into consciousness process, in a way, is also the search for the truth uh, of the being. It's a search for the questions, who am I? What am I doing here? What's my purpose? Um, where well, and I those are questions that, that we all ask ourselves at some point in our lives. Some point in our life, sooner or later, we begin asking. And the thing is, what I realized is people are really confused what life is all about. And they're confused about their life's purpose. And um, obviously, they ask themselves, how do I find my purpose? And they want to find love. They want to find happiness. But most people don't understand why they are in a situation they find themselves, find themselves in. And, and uh, why, why are they experiencing pain and suffering? And what was your wake up? You know, like what inspired you to, um, you know, really feed that hunger? My initial um, journey in this body, in this lifetime, um, began in a way with a blessing of witnessing my grandfather's death. And when I saw it at, at age five, that was the time when I realized that um, I realized my own mortality. I realized that I'm also temporary here, mm -hmm. that I will be dying someday soon um, at some point. And, and then the, the most existential questions obviously came to my mind then, who am I? What am I doing here? Where, where do I come from? Where would I go after I die? And these are the questions most people ask when they're faced with death and mm -hmm. especially when they're faced with their own death because when when you look at somebody else's death um we 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 tend to not look at our own mortality and when we're we're forced to look at our own mortality those most important existential questions start arising and that's the beginning of a true journey to self-realization because unless we ask those questions obviously we don't uh, we don't know what to explore, and mm -hmm. that's why there's so much confusion in people about uh, about life and about their purpose. Well, you know, my mother, she's going to be eighty, or I'm sorry, she is eighty, and she is always saying to me that when we're the minute we're born, 
we begin to die. And wouldn't it be beautiful if those questions could be answered sooner than later, you know, at a young age. And, and so through your work and through your own transitions in life, you've created this incredible book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, which is really what we're all in search of. We're looking for everyday miracles to bring us to that next level. Well, we, 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 in a way, what I, I realized, Terry, when I, uh, first of all, when I was um, searching and uh, my search was rekindled again in my 20s when I uh, came across teachings of Kurdjieff and Osho, and um, then I started really consciously focusing on it because when when we're we go through phases in our life, just as we go through kindergarten and elementary school, high school, and I divide, divide, divided those phases in the book as well, just to give an idea to what these phases represent in our spiritual development. And normally, in the beginning, we live in the collective unconsciousness, which uh, has certain um, values, and those values are very temporary values. They're not really values based on eternal truth. And those values are, uh, you know, f- find a job, get married, have children, and live happily ever after. Right. And this thing does not exist. Everything is, is a flux. Everything is temporary. And because our education system does not provide any answers about life, life existential questions, children never get to explore themselves. And as a result, we teach children to become just mechanical robots that would fulfill a certain purpose in the material world, but then they get so disconnected from the spirit. And children come very connected to the spirit. They come very aware. They're very wise. But then we we kill that wisdom in children by conditioning them to follow the, the social status quo and, um, you know, the social conditionings, etc. And as a result, we create a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, and we don't understand Actually, what are we doing to ourselves and what are we doing to our children by not really educating them in an existential way for them you, to start exploring themselves? Would you say, Mata, that that's because we are more attached to our ego self than our, than our esoteric self? Well, I think there's also a big confusion about the ego self because... Uh, you know, when we look at, when, when people start talking about the ego, people do not understand that ego has a purpose. And they don't understand that its ego needs to develop in order for it to then be transcended fully and be dropped. And in order for the energy to be transformed into full consciousness. And the, the, that's why we have a lot of holes in our energy because the ego has not been understood and repressed and not really helped to develop and grow to a point where it will become healthy and it could be dropped. So that's why I call it healing into consciousness because because of exactly this. We're, we're healing the ego. That's all we're doing. We're healing the wounded ego and we're closing the holes 
so that we can come to an understanding and realization that I'm not the ego. But we cannot come to that if we repress the ego and we say ego is bad and, you know, um, uh, I don't want it. I want to get rid of it. So we cannot really get rid of anything in life. We can only transform something to something else. So basically we need to uh, relook at what we think of ego, retrain ourselves, and embrace it. That's right. And that's precisely why, you know, it took me seven years to write this book so I can cover all the aspects and very clearly bring people to that understanding and what are the steps of ego's development? How does it move through step to step? How does it develop and how consciousness develops simultaneously so that with understanding, then we can embrace something we're, 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 that we deny. And what happens many times when, when I do um, healing work with people, I realize that there's always this denial and when there's a denial of something, denial of darkness, denial of unconsciousness, transformation is halted. Mm-hmm. And um, it's impossible to really come to a complete flowering without accepting that um, what is it that I need to look inside and transform because flowering happens as a result of transformation. The lotus is, you know, grows out of mud. And if we, we say, well, we don't like the mud, then there will be no lotus. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. We have to deal with that murky stuff that's in there and, and allow it to heal and transform. That's right. And for that, we need to develop courage and we need to develop self-discipline um, in a sense that we need to develop that witnessing awareness that can start watching and understanding that whatever I'm identified with is not really the true me. I want to find the true me. So the, 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 the way to find the true me is by watching and witnessing the parts of me that I think is me. And gradually that um, disidentification begins to happen so that the awareness of the stillness and the peace of the being uh, becomes very clearly experienced. And with that, then there's a possibility of going deeper into the unconscious to explore what are the layers that I've been repressing life after life after life. And this is precisely why I I, um, also ended up devising my new healing method, which is actually, it's it's a method for the new new humanity. It's a method for for, um, new consciousness, because if if I was to bring this out uh, 10, 20 years ago, people wouldn't have been able to resonate or understand it. But now and, there's already a lot of understanding. Well, and Mata, what makes your healing method so new, so groundbreaking, so different than some of the other forms of out there like quantum physics and uh, you know Reiki and, and pranic healing? What makes yours so different and unique? What makes my, my method different is that I go directly... It goes directly into the unconscious, identifies the thought forms and the emotions that are repressed in the energy. So instead of just working with the symptoms, it works with identifying the programs and then 
through a system releasing the programs from the entire body. And in that process, uh, a disidentification happens very quickly. Because normally, you know, if you do Reiki, you just, you know, using energy just to sort of uh, bring in some energy into areas that have been depleted Mm -hmm. to have create energy movement. Same thing with acupuncture. It opens the meridian so that there's an energy flow. But Mm -hmm. no method really looks at what is the cause, why is the energy blocked? What is the cause? What are the programs in the energy that are blocking the energy? So with, with my method, it's, it goes directly into identifying the block, the cause, where did it originate, and there's layers because the unconscious has layers. We have repressed in our lifetime so um, many thoughts and emotions that we experience, we feel, we think, but we do not express. So all these thoughts and emotions, when they remain unlived, they create a block. They create an illness. And the the quickest way, the light speed way to transform um, is to go into those blocks and know how to release them. And also another thing, Terry, is that um, this method works with the duality of the mind. And And what do you mean by that? What do you um, mean by this, not, that it works with the duality of the mind? Uh, yeah, so it does not try to substitute the negative with positive or it does not like, uh, try to put the positive thought on top of a negative thought, mm-hmm. which affirmations normally do. What it does, it works with both the positive and negative thoughts simultaneously so that a person has an, a, a, a possibility to come into the middle where they're witnessing consciousness is. And this is the place, from this place, then you realize, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my emotions, I'm not my body, I am that witnessing consciousness, and I'm free. There's nothing that, all the beliefs suddenly get dissolved. Then you're not believing into, you know, just thought-made beliefs uh, of what the truth is, you actually start to know that all these beliefs have nothing to do with your being, with your eternal presence, with your power, with your uh, potential, with your creativity. So, so in, a, in a way, it's like the phoenix that is reborn out of its own ashes. So mm-hmm. it, it takes you through, um, through those layers that normally people actually feel shy to go to because the, the social conditioning does not allow us to, uh, it's it almost like it does not give us the courage mm-hmm. to go against itself. And it's hard to face those fears. Listeners, we're talking with Eliza Matadalian. Uh, you can find all of her information at empowerradio.com on uh, the Welcome to Blissville page. And, and Mata, so basically we need to go beyond beyond those affirmations because affirmations really just cover up that negative thought. So your process takes you to the core of what's really happening and helps release those imprints so that you can create a new level of consciousness to move forward in love in your life. Is that what I'm understanding? That's right. Exactly. So if, I mean, for some people, if they're afraid of that and they're, they're not ready to step into fear, 
what can they do first? I mean, what do they do first to kind of prepare themselves? And is there anything to be afraid of? Well, yeah, you know, fear is actually a, a very existential um, experience that everybody has. And the fear is what prevents people from actually coming out of their comfort zone and coming out of their ego identity. And ultimately, uh, the fear, the root of the fear, all the little fears, the main root of the fear is fear of death and fear of the unknown. So what through this method, you because it um, um, works with with each layer mm-hmm. uh, in a way it doesn't go you know um, it goes with layer under layer under layer in a, in a in a sort of gradual way so that the consciousness begins to adjust and the moment the person feels the self-power, the moment the person starts uh, realizing, understanding that everything I've been living was a lie, everything I've been thinking was a lie, mm-hmm. in that moment of recognition, there's also uh, a self-empowered consciousness that comes into the forefront. And with that, then the person takes more courage to go into even deeper layer, layers of the unconscious into a darker areas, as the Christian mystics call the dark night of the soul, and start uh, transforming even deeper parts that have been forgotten. And sometimes you come even to patterns that you have brought in from other lifetimes. And all those patterns, in a way, they're like clouds that cover our clarity, they cover our consciousness, and they cl- cover the joy and the the ability to actually be in love, mm-hmm. uh, our ability to be in our power, to follow our own calling and follow our own truth. Um, so this is the process of healing into consciousness. Well, and again, those patterns and and those imprints are developed over so many periods of time from birth on into to that time when you are finally become aware that 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 we are shifting. So it sounds like your method, um, even in the first in the beginning stages of working with it, you can see results because you learn to connect inside with your divine self? The results are immediate, Terry. It's, it's like the moment you remove the clouds, you, you right away feel, for example, you know, somebody um, might have a thought, well, um, I, um, I don't like myself or I'm afraid to be judged. I'm afraid to show myself. Um, if I really show how I feel and what I think, I'll be uh, rejected. And those are the fears that, that prevent people from being authentic, living in their authentic truth. And through the method, it helps you. It doesn't give you an intellectual sort of, um, you know, try this and try that. So, you know, uh, use this affirmation that I'm strong and I can face the world. It, On the contrary, what it does, it says, okay, this is what you feel. We need to accept, first of all, accept and acknowledge this is what's happening. This is the truth in this moment. So, and... Uh, again, through a system, we go through expressing the truth of this moment. And the person does it on their own because everybody knows 
um, what's repressed within them. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, um, in the new book that will be coming up with the with the self help CD, there will be uh, there are steps where people actually go through identifying those thought forms that are repressed in their body, and then using the system with the CD to go through releasing those. And once once the true understanding comes in, that's where the true power comes in. And you don't need to work hard at it. This is the whole magic of this, that you don't have to, you know, repeat something um, day after day after day for months. It's mm-hmm. immediate. The, the transformation is immediate because the moment consciousness comes in and sees something as untrue, you cannot go back and start believing it to be true again. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like, you know, in this day of instant gratification, we, I mean, we have, we have the internet, we have iPhones, we have all of these things, you know, we've, we have a society of children that have learned to kind of get away from connecting with themselves. So it sounds like in this time of instant gratification, your method and your work feeds right into that because they can see immediate results. That's right. That's exactly what I was. That, that's uh, exactly what I was trying to explain. That's right yes. on, Terry. Because that's exactly what I was trying to say. That that we're ready. Our consciousness is ready for a method like this. That's why it's mm-hmm. coming at this time. It sounds amazing and powerful. And the book is the book in search of the miraculous, healing into consciousness. Um, basically, it's a map and. It's a realistic map. What I found was that it was realistic, and I've read a lot, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of the listeners have read a lot and have really been involved in a lot of different things as I have, but I found that it to be a realistic approach and that you, the words that you use are easy to understand. I mean, even the seven stages of healing, you know, you relate it to preschool and elementary school and high school, and some amazing questions that people like me that have busy lives, there's answers to them. Like, how can I fit meditation into my life? And, you know, how can I, one of the questions was, do we carry our unexpressed thoughts and emotions from one life to the next? And you answer them in ways that really make sense. Mm -hmm. Easy for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the question and answer um, sections after each chapter that that's precisely why I wanted to put those in because these are real questions from real people actually. So um, yeah, people that you've to, worked to, with over your years of 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 leading into developing this healing process. Uh, yes, and the people who've worked with me through my meditation camps and uh, intensives, etc. And like you said, my approach is very practical. Um, and because I know that only through practical movement of energy, something can change, something can happen. With our intellect, we can only go so far, and it's important to have an intellectual understanding. Mm-hmm. That's why you know, each chapter brings in some intellectual understanding so people have an understanding of, of things that um, they're faced with and uh, what life is all about and what are those you know, chakras and points that I have to go through and transform my ego and where am I, you know, where am I on my journey um, of growth and transformation. So 
I, I sort of created those steps, the map, and then brought in a lot of practical um, exercises and a practical understanding so that the book can actually be almost like a, a workbook at the same time. Mm-hmm. And a beginner's guide. It's fabulous. And you're working on a second book. You have, um, for people that want to be further educated, you have the Dalian School of Healing and Meditation where you, you teach individuals, but you also teach those that want to be trainers of your process. That will be coming as well, yes. That's um, very it, exciting. I, I, will be, mm-hmm, I will be teaching uh, people to actually... Uh, once the self-healing um, book is out, I'll be teaching that so people can learn on their own and then also teaching practitioners who can help then other people sort of do the same sort of seminars that I'll be doing with them. Mm, that's wonderful. Well, Mata, time goes by so fast here in Blissville because we're so happy sharing wonderful mm-hmm. information. Um, we're getting ready to to close our show, and it's been such an amazing opportunity to have you here. I love to ask my guests if there's one thing that they could leave with our listeners today, what would that be? Hmm. It's a good question, isn't it? Well, I think the, the, the one thing, I've, uh, many times I'm asked this question um, uh, at the end of the show, and every time, you know, my answer is very spontaneous to what, what your listeners might probably uh, appreciate hearing. And to me, I think one thing I would like to leave the listeners with is don't settle in to any, uh, into believing in anything until it becomes your own experience. Mm, so, until they really feel it. Whatever, yeah, hear whatever you're hearing, listen to it, but then put it into practice and don't settle till it becomes, becomes your knowing where you can say that, okay, I know it through my experience. It's, it, uh, even and even if the whole world says it's wrong, I know that it's not because it's my experience. Mm, that's very powerful. Keeping it to their own experience because it has to be you. That's where you derive your authenticity from. I love that, Mata. Thank you so much for being here with us today. My Again, pleasure, can- Terry. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And you can find all of Mata's information at. Welcome to Blissville on EmpowerRadio.com. And bliss on, everybody.